Ring, ring with Renny Revis. Hello and welcome to the show. We've got someone very special with us today. Someone you may or may not know. But don't worry, we'll explain all the inside jokes. Just sit back and enjoy the voyeurism, folks. It's Ring, Ring with Renny Oh, hey. Anyone out there use a diva cup? I'm too scared to use it. Never have I been more terrified of something I bought. Honestly, I'd prefer the Annabelle doll. Today's guest is my swell and swole, cut and cute classmate, Andia Winslow. This Jane of all trades is a retired professional golfer and master certified fitness professional. Having been recognized by CNN, The New York Times, ESPN, and as an instructional content contributor for the American Heart Association. Her prowess in public speaking led to the voiceover world, which she currently rules, suckers! Seriously, name a major commercial campaign Andia's probably involved. The woman can sell a McFlurry, let me tell ya, but I'd like to recommend her moving article narration. Specifically, the life Breonna Taylor lived in the words of her mother for Vanity Fair and the Trayvon generation for The New Yorker. We met taking voiceover classes. I knew we had similar senses of humor when our classmates shared a loving tribute to his dead cat, Mr. Ballsy. As this friendly Chilean man choked up telling us that Mr. Ballsy leaves behind his wife, we held it together, up until he dropped the cat's wife's name like a pair of descending testicles. I think tears shot out of our eyes, desperately trying not to laugh at the whiskered widow being named Balsita, aka Miss Little Balls. What's the 411? Here's some info that'll help eavesdroppers better understand our conversation. Some guy wrote, My Queen, as a comment on one of Andia's pictures. She's your queen to be. After World War I, U.S. dairy farmers were left with an excessive surplus of milk, as the government no longer needed to stock up on it for the military. This planted the non-soy seeds of the dairy industry's lobbying power, as big payouts to Congress led to USDA-sponsored propaganda, exaggerating milk's nutritional value to keep sales up. Thus, all the children cried, cheese please, in the complete urkelization of America. The term code switching is often used to describe the black experience of adjusting one's speech, behavior, and expression based on the environment. The cream cheese recipe is something I remembered in high school cooking class. It's real and utilized by cooks and diners. Yeah, mmm. Maybe get something else if the special is Philadelphia Alfredo. Hey, what up, what up, what up? How is my queen? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> How are you? Good. Handling the duties of the castle. Uh, <laughs> I heard the villagers are doing not so good. As long as my moat is in good condition, that's all I care about, you know? <laughs> You'll be doing laps with the alligators. Oh, I'm not living in no Florida swamp. What kind of moat you think this is? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You have a saltwater moat. That's right. Get it right. Only the mm -hmm. book for me. <laughs> yes. Who's staying right now? Are you still with your parents? I'm still in that state called... Arizona? Are you still in California? Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Is there a hey. bad reception at the castle? <laughs> Maybe I didn't pay my bill. I'm so good. <laughs> See, what happened was I had furloughed all my people, so someone yeah. didn't pay the bill, you know. <laughs> Some very disgruntled peasants out there. I mean, the worst. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm in my place in L.A. What's it been like passing so much time out in Arizona? Is that what you call it? Yeah, in Arizona, the wild, wild west. It's been strange on a couple levels. First, I'm grown-ish. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm, you know, stationed in my parents' upstairs guest room. Mm. But I think when you are grownish and you return to your parents' home without child and without, you know, partner, man, yeah. you somehow get treated as though you are 12 years old. Oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so there are times I'm like, wait a second. Oh, no. I'm not 12. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> but then other things are just perfection. Because you know, mm-hmm. family time, quality time that you wouldn't probably spend with your parents at this age. And also just my parents are both really good in the kitchen, especially my mom. She throws it all the way down and I love to eat. It's my favorite thing. Oh, that's great. You really have a pitch right now for another ABC sitcom. What will we uh, call it? Grown-ish. I think that's already a show. Yeah, that's already a show, though. Oh, right? it is? Okay. And those are like college students who are youngish. So maybe this show should be called like adulting, lack of adulting-ish. It'd be a show that probably would just flame out after the first episode. Actually, halfway through the first episode, they canceled. Like, next. Yeah, especially if it's something like pandemic-ish or quarantine-ish. Like, no, we have no interest in seeing your life from this point to this point. No pants-ish, question mark? No pants. So your mom's cooking up every day? Cooking up every day. I said I would pitch in around the house if she would make my food. She's trying to make my life easier. I think they enjoy my company and so things are trying to find secret ways to make me stay so what can we do to make your time here at this establishment nicer i'm like well if you could do what you do and work that magic in the kitchen whilst i eat your magic i will be the vector that gets the groceries and sacrifices my health and safety in those mean covid streets and i'll pay for the groceries if you then prepare my vittles ma'am it's so far so great you know we have a great tag team and my dad does sure. the dishes sometimes, so that's great. Everybody just pitches in. You know, dog cleans the plate, then I hand it off to Pops. Pops puts it in the thing, you know, and then I go about my merry way. <laughs> this sounds like a fair Vittles transaction. More than fair. I'm the winner in this arrangement. Mom's mm-hmm. home cooking, I really can't think of anything that compares to that. Shiza, I could talk to you all night about my mom's home cooking, Rennie, and maybe one day you can taste it. Man, listen, I was shot up from the rooftops. You just slipped into some German with that Shiza. Oh, yeah, there's German folk in my family, so. It just comes out. Really? How interesting. I guess. <laughs> I mean, is that an interesting thing to have German bloodline? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know any black German families. There are quite a few black Germans, but mm-hmm. my line, they were white. You know, so they got some black okay. folks in there. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, there are black Germans who, I don't know where they're from, but they live in Germany and that's the nationality. Yeah. I've been watching the PBS genealogy uh, specials. I always think it's funny when the white folks are getting interviewed and he's like, turn the page. And they're like, oh, slavery. <laughs> nope. That's nope. when I got all this money and enriched. Always, always. <laughs> I think it's called Who Do You Think You Are? Is that the name of the show? It's called uh, Why Do I Have Such Privilege and Did Not Know It? <laughs> Finding Your Roots. Oh, okay. Got it. I think I heard that Ben Affleck did the show and he paid to have it pulled because he yes. had slave owner lineage. <laughs> yep. That was the thing that made the show a hit. People were like, let's tune in for this tray wreck. <laughs> Which white folks are going to pretend like they did not mm-hmm. benefit from their ancestors owning humans. Yeah. We've been raised to uplift our ancestors. But what if they were shitbags? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shouldn't you be proud that you rose above the greedy, mm. conniving, yeah. pillaging bloodline you came from? You should celebrate that. Yeah. It's like a plant growing out of an ashtray. How do- <laughs> 
Oh, that's a great visual. That's good, Renny. Thank you. <laughs> My go-to is always shit. Shit's a great place for <laughs> things to grow from. In fact, you put manure in your vegetables to make them grow. I'll pretend it was because of that insightful point that you made. <laughs> like, it's actually a very good fertilizer. Yeah, shit is a great starter for veggies, just so you know. I mean, this is a pandemic. You should be considering your own food source in case we need that. <laughs> Only if your mom cooks it. I don't have an oven. <laughs> oh, well, you know what I'll do? I'll send a carrier pigeon to your castle with a note and she can put in her shopping list make sure your parchment is the specialty parchment otherwise i'm not gonna read it <laughs> i'm thinking of that paper that you put on the toilet in a public restroom like that paper <laughs> i'm not touching this <laughs> and same <laughs> so if you don't have an oven in your place how do you prepare your vittles well i cook of course i cook it's just everything i cook has a fill line or a crisping sleeve <laughs> I have a source of heat. It's just uh, sad. It's more college student cool, not 34 cool. <laughs> you know what we call that? We call that character building. <laughs> uh, voiceover actress. I call it that too. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do until you do what you do. Before you become a queen. <laughs> Before you enter the kingdom, you must eat from hot plates <laughs> in a cold room. <laughs> <laughs> like college students on an ABC sitcom spin-off called Adultish No Pandas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, those are the days. I used to try to put together my coins to eat Chinese food from the store around the corner that had plexiglass beads oh. because I didn't have much money then in those oh. their days. Was this in New York? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, I just pulled that out of my ass and I was right. Maybe it was the plexiglass that got you. It was a big hint. Or Detroit, mm-hmm. one of those places. Yeah. Was it while you were in school or you were living out there already working? No, this was after school. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes it worse. <laughs> it's more relatable because I didn't go to Yale. So if you just skip to the part where you're on your own, like, oh, okay, we're on the same level now. No, this is after college. And, you know, being broke has been a consistent storyline in my life. And I've just broken out of it. And it's Mm -hmm. it's strange because sometimes I still have this mindset like, we can't. And by Mm -hmm. we, I mean the royal we, of course. (laughs) We can't afford that. We can't go there. We can't because we don't have. And now I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get that extra avocado on my burrito. Watch me. Yes. 150 upcharge. I'll take two. You're a royal of excess. I'd be excessing all the place. Two sides of avocado. The guy's like, are you sure? I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> He's like, but a couple of months ago, you couldn't even. I was like, don't tell me what I couldn't afford. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not with EBT. And yes, it's your highness. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm paying with crispy bills, baby. Actually, make change. <laughs> make change with that five. <laughs> it's funny how much I know you deserve wealth. You're such a deserving person who's so multi-talented. There's no question you should be doing very, very well. But the sad part is I completely understand that you say you have that mindset you can't shake off from feeling like this is who I am. I am not the two sides of avocado person. Yeah, I still have it, and I think I'll always have it, and I think that's why I will end up having some generational wealth. Because I'm not going to spend any money on anything that's frivolous. This industry is tough, but sometimes people make it or have a really phenomenal year and Mm -hmm. then they go crazy and buy cars and jewels and hang out at the club and buy expensive drinks. And I'm like, you know, this orange juice at brunch is seven fifty. I could just have a water and buy a juice at the grocery store for one fifty and keep it all week. So I'm just going to have the water. That's something I don't think I'll ever shake because it just seems silly. Now, I'm all about supporting small businesses and reintegrating funds into my community, but not for a 750 orange juice, which is three quarters ice. 
<laughs> you have your principles. That's how I Indeed. feel when I'm at brunch and I have a mixed fruit cup. <laughs> the charge was like $8. And I can go to a frutero on the corner who'll give me like a bucket of fruit yes. with salt and chile and limon, all the good stuff. And that would be five bucks. And don't forget he sprinkled love on top, you know, so yes. it's like made with love. Yeah. What's the smaller business than a fruit cart? I love the rainbow umbrellas. I love the yeah. bell chiming as they walk through my neighborhood. I love the woman who sells tamale, 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 except for one time I found a cat hair. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure I can buy from you anymore. You know what? <laughs> but it's like the Bailey. You just take it out. Is it? I'm like, this looks like a calico cat. <laughs> Ancient feline recipe. From the gods. Oh, yeah. Yes. Since we're going with that royal theme. Gato tacos. You should not have gone to <laughs> tamales. Tamale, 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 gato. Uh, she also fosters cats. We all have a side hustle. This meat tastes funny. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. Oh, really? You're a female Adonis, so I'm not surprised, but how long have you been a vegetarian? I've been a vegetarian all my life, in fact. I started when I was four, right. when I was my most smart in life. I loved animals, and I guess someone had a chicken somewhere. And so I asked if chicken the animal was chicken the meat that was on my plate. And they said yes. And I was like, oh, no. Who do you think I am? What kind of... And that was the end. Yeah, you find life's greatest truth when you're around that formative age. I wish that I could channel her on mm -hmm. a daily basis because I get lost a lot. What would she be doing right now? Yeah, too many <laughs> options. Too many That's options. So you know, life was simple and there's beauty and simplicity and I'm just trying to find that bright spot. I don't know how people have children because I can't even take care of myself. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, your mom must have learned fast how to make some great vegetarian meals. Well, my dad is also a vegetarian. So what she would do is she would prepare same meal, two pots. So... My dad mm -hmm. and I would have our pot, seen carne, and then my brother and my mom would eat the meat in the other mm -hmm. pot. Con gato. Con gato y perro y pollo mm -hmm. y whoever else. All the house pets. <laughs> exactly. You know, we used to have pets. <laughs> Where did Mr. Nassau go? Hmm. That's a lot of dishes. It's worth it, though. Yeah, it's good for the environment. It's good for my conscience. In the world of athletics, folks think, oh, you know, you need to consume all this protein and you need to eat meat and mm -hmm. eggs. And the case is there are a lot of plant-based athletes who are highly successful. Yeah. For me, being plant-based sometimes means no cheese and no dairy. And mm -hmm. that's good for us as voiceover actors because, you know, right. dairy creates mucus on your throat and then that changes the sound of your dulcet tones. So when I have big projects coming up or a long week ahead, I don't do any of yeah. the theories. There's so much positive in every direction. If you look at the Da Vinci painting of man where he's pointing in all the directions, there's a direction for every reason why people should be vegetarian. So I'm glad there's so many. Yeah. The whole protein argument. I mean, the veil has lifted. It's so silly at this point. There are other ways to get protein. And it's not the best metaphor, but it's weird watching an elephant or a really strong animal just eat leaves all day <laughs> like how are they pure muscles you know because they don't have lobbyists in the government milk industry, in milk industry and meat industry saying gotta eat the pork because the pork makes you strong and a strong makes good football players i don't know this makes no sense but everyone has a different metabolism and everyone has different needs oh yeah you know, we're not bloodline, so, right we're not all elephants some people i think do need some sort of meat because that's just who they are genetically I am not one of those people. Maybe I would have been bigger. My family and my dad's side is all pretty tall, and I'm small mm -hmm. compared to them. Like, the girls are 5'10 and above, and I'm not. You know, like, Montel mm -hmm. Jordan, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> I think I'm 5'8". You know, I'm pretty satisfied where I stand. Yeah, you can ride all the rides. All of them. Put me in, mm -hmm. coach. <laughs> I'd like to see the dairy industry sponsor zoos and all of the big, powerful vegetarian animals are suddenly eating go-gurts. 
and craft mac and cheese. This is a very strange thought. I've transported myself mentally to summer and I'm in New York City at the zoo and I'm picturing what you just said and I'm not sure that it's working. The image is coming in and out. It's like Star Trek. Oh, here's Lisa the lion. It's time for her favorite treat. Briar's home-style vanilla ice cream. Only three ingredients. <laughs> like nature intended. Cream, salt, and goodness. Briar's, Lisa the lion. <laughs> that would be a moral dilemma for you if you got that spot. Would it be, though? <laughs> that money? No. <laughs> because with that money I so earned... I could donate to the New York Botanical Garden, the Bronx Zoo. Yeah. And oh, I help. love the Bronx Zoo. Right, see? I mean, it's like sometimes you got to take one for the team in order to elevate the team. One step backwards, 17 steps forward. <laughs> like if you got a Jimmy Dean sausage spot. I would right? donate the proceeds to the Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> yeah, that's a wonderful way to approach work that might conflict with your values. And don't tell anybody you did the commercial. Most important, <laughs> by um, Andrea Walton. I'm wondering what your pseudonym would be. Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Another known actress? That's a really good move. Yeah. <laughs> I got paid double scale on that one. <laughs> Two different People. Oh, it's not spelled oh. an E, it's just a D. <laughs> That's perfect. I bet you've heard her before, but there's a fake Anvia out there who's trolling me because I hear her in spots and it's not quite you, but she's trying. It's interesting you say that because mm-hmm. I've heard this from other people. She's got the I same bet. undertones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a radio spot that is on all the time and it starts with 2020 had its moments. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like, this is fake Anvia. <laughs> 2020 did not have its moments. If you had to say that line, I would be able to hear you sarcastic even if they told you not to be i would know i hear a breath of sarcasm and angst in that moment <laughs> but with a smile and polished bio professionalism they taught us well at the lab <laughs> what have other people said about the fake Andia? that her voice was alto so lower for the female range and then they heard uh-huh. a little bit of the millennial edge to it and a little of the racial ambiguity as well. Ah, I would agree ah. with that because I think depending on what the commercial is, what the brand is, people don't mm-hmm. know who I am. And that's by design, of course. Um, I'm mm-hmm. also from Seattle, Washington, so we yeah. don't really have accents there. Now, I can put on some accents. I can code switch with the ease. <laughs> but I think most folks see me and they expect something and then what comes out my mouth is not what they expected which yeah. is their problem, not mine. Right, not yours. Where's the not money? I would like all of my bread, please. Bread, <laughs> bread, bread. Thank you. That's dodo. <laughs> I'm not sure how everything we talk about turns to food, but I am sure because that's my favorite topic. What is food? <laughs> food, food. Poo? <laughs> We're not talking about the garden again. We're talking about <laughs> the results of the garden. Are there any good vegetarian places in your area? Mm, I wouldn't consider Phoenix proper Scottsdale to be a foodie town. I'm told by locals that it is, and I think this is because they're from here and they don't know. Oh, no. It's a nice Italian place, the Olive Garden. There is one. <laughs> and there's another place that sells fettuccine alfredo at the top of the menu. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if that's top special. That's Heavy cream, first ingredient. I was going to say uh, cream cheese from the container. They just dump it on the pasta. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I will tell you what this place does not have. Let me qualify everything I say. Everything I say is based on my experience. The end. Okay. So in my mm-hmm. experience, I don't know that they can do ramen here very well. Mm-hmm. I would also say mm-hmm. that the Mexican slash Mexican-American slash 
Tex-Mexish stuff is not the same caliber as it is in New Mexico or California. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. Japanese, mm, Italian also. So <laughs> I've lived in big cities with mm. big foodie culture. So for me, when yeah. I hear someone in a smaller town or a mid-sized growing city say, this is so good, and I go, and I'm like, ah, I would give it a two. Yeah. <laughs> and why is it priced like a big city price? That's the other thing. You'd expect things to oh. be cheaper, but they're not any cheaper, and the quality's not as good. So that's why oh. I eat at home, and my mom's food is restaurant quality anyway so why even go out mm-hmm. to eat you know plus right. pandemic that's great and it looks like you're yeah. hooked up with a pretty good studio situation over there yeah i would say 80 percent of my records are from home and then every so often i do go into a professional studio in phoenix uh-huh. i do go in when i hear crazy sounds like this year water main breaks uh-huh. the neighbor's roofing and like is that a endangered speckled warbler on the roof? Got to go into the yeah. studio. <laughs> oh, shit. The majesty of nature is ruining my cake. Shut up, bird. I mean, is that a hive in our bathroom <laughs> exhaust? Everything could possibly go wrong in terms of household noise and neighborhood Everything. noise. Everything. <laughs> we don't have any grass. Why is there a lawnmower at 9 a.m.? What are you mowing, sir? Oh my God, I'm having the same problem with my neighbor using a buzzsaw every day. Where's the wood? They're just testing it out in case there's something they need to cut down. Because, you know, practice makes perfect. They'll be ready when it comes, when the trees come. When the trees come. So they're stationary lumbermen waiting for the wood to just come to them. Listen, you know, 2021, we might see the forests move towards us. We've encroached upon them. Who knows what could happen? Oh, they're approaching Dunsinane. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. You know, if COVID wasn't like the three witches, it makes sense. There are strange things afoot. My parents live near the edge of an open desert. And so what's really great at night is there's no light pollution when you look into the sky. Oh, how beautiful. Brilliant. The stars. But this is also Mm -hmm. a place where if you believe in such things, which I am because I've seen it with my own eyes, unidentified Mm -hmm. flying objects. I mean, some of it's military, and I'm not sure if it's like military recreating technology they found or just military with technology they've not yet told us about. But you see things in the sky that are very, very strange. So sometimes I'll just sit and watch. I'm like, huh, that's curious. I wonder who it is. Is it technology from us? Is it technology from someone else? If so, where are they? And how do I go check it out? Because this place that we live is currently a garbage can. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I felt this way more on the 6th when the insurrection happened. I was like, all right, I'm already looking for a Canadian boo. That hasn't worked. Perhaps I just leave this place. You need an alien boo. Yeah, alien boo. Strapping extraterrestrial with dual citizenship. Do you even need to have citizenship? I mean, you're just a higher being. <laughs> we, and my question would be like, what kind of bring to the table this relationship? Is it going to be an equal partnership? You know, because I'm severely lacking. I'm a humanoid. Like, I don't have much, you know. You have DNA they can study, and you can grab some soil samples on your way out. And I think, <laughs> think you'd be very useful. Bring an avocado seed to propagate wherever we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You're seeing wild stuff out there. It's so beautiful. But then if you see something unexplained, it's part of the magic, right? That's the word I use. Magic. That looks scary. Magic. <laughs> so pretty. My eyes. I can't see. And you always know that it's something other than, because your mind wants to play tricks. The animals see it too, and they notice yeah. it, and they tense up, and their fur stands up. They're like, okay, we're both digging this. Okay, cool. Oh, no. Fido sees oh. and senses it too, so it's not just me losing my mind. Okay. Whoa, that's a big deal. Pets usually don't care when you're showing them something. If it's a cat, a dog, yeah. What about your other hobbies? Do you have a golf range out there? Yes. I have gone to the range, you know, I try to go at odd times. The problem with Arizona is that it is a destination for snowbirds and folks who are recreating. Thank you. 
And so the golf mm-hmm. courses have been pretty busy, yeah. a little bit too dense for me. And so I've been out there and felt unsafe because people were not adhering sure. to scientific protocol and not wearing masks and smoking cigars and having like tournaments and charity events and buffet lunches. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, Ugh. and I'm masked yeah. and hypervigilant. So I just feel like I'm downwind from cigar smoke. Someone's blowing uh-huh. bubbles, vectors of COVID everywhere. And I try to stay far away from people. And when I feel unsafe, I just leave. So it's not been the dreamy, you know, retiree mm. lifestyle that I thought was going to happen when I first came here <laughs> in March of 2020, but I do get yeah. out of it once in a while. Good. Your description of those people is just the worst people imaginable. Yes. That's why Arizona is leading the COVID <laughs> rate in the world, not in the United States, in the world. We are the hotspot. And this is the second time this has happened this year. Oh, there it is. If I was drawing a political cartoon in Europe and I had to draw the Americans, I would just try and get surveillance footage from that golf golf course you described and draw those people it's just like this whole individualism and right to bear arms and right to not wear masks folks they are magical (laughs) i prefer the ufos as do i i prefer to not know what happens at the end of the story which is doom and death and gloom yeah (laughs) and then they all wear red trucker hats and we go like oh close enough okay okay at least you're not them okay one blip that's it it's weird now when you see a red hat i automatically assume it says american red cross i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) or like feed the kids i'm like oh even the golf tournaments there were folks wearing it looked like it was saying make america great again and i would be 30 yards away from these folks and i would feel this ire in my belly and then i get up on it it's like make tiger woods great again (laughs) yeah the red trucker hat has really become the hitler mustache in our history of something you can't do anymore it's unfortunate because i like the color red and i had some really cool red hats that said all kinds of cool things and now they sit covered with a film of dust in my closet right such is life you know yeah charlie chaplin looked great with a Hitler mustache, you know? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would be pretty cute with that symbol of hate, but it's over. Yeah, those before times. Mm-hmm. Are you incorporating the house in your workouts? I was trying to think today of what your daily workout would be like if you don't have a gym. Oh, well, the great thing about being here in Arizona near an open desert and it's a mountain, so I oh, can yeah. go out into the hills and be away from people on trails that are pretty desolate, and so that's one way I get mm-hmm. exercise and fresh air. I like to hula hoop. I ride my yes. unicycle, Capitan. I jump mm-hmm. rope. I do calisthenics, push-ups, and all that kind of thing, body weight-only stuff. I use odd objects around the house for different things. I play with a dog. So I think a lot of my mm-hmm. exercise right now is more functional stuff. It's not like I'm going to go pump iron. It's more like I'm going to move my body outside from the closet. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to get some fresh air. So I'm not like shredded like I typically am, but I feel light and I feel loose. That's all I'm looking for right now. Of course, when That's great. we can resume exercising in more traditional ways, I'll be back on the rings on the beach and doing pull mm-hmm. and such. But right now, let's just call this a moment for us all to just Give your body grace. That is so much more natural to work out in nature compared to an L.A. fitness membership that you can't cancel. Right. We have so many options out there that are not close quarters with sweating individuals. I think it's a culture of L.A. too. I mean, especially if you live near Venice or Santa Monica, you can go to Original Muscle Beach and all the things you need are right there for free to use publicly. Ever since I moved to L.A. from New York, I didn't have a gym membership because I thought, what a waste. No. Look at this beautiful, balmy, 70-degree cumulus cloud day. Why would I want to be inside? That's why I moved to Los Angeles for the weather. So I'm going to be out in it as much Uh as I possibly can at the beach. And you can swim. You can hike. You can rollerblade. You can ride your bike. You can skateboard. You can 
flip down the boardwalk, whatever. But I realize it's about being seen by other people who want uh-huh. you to see them as well. So that's not Crazy. my thing. Yeah, know. don't but, tell them the secret. These clubs will go out of business if people figured that out. It's all about selfies and honestly male interactions to have bro friends if they work <laughs> out together. Hey, I'm not here to knock anyone's friendship choices or locales for friendship building. <laughs> I will just say, if you're strapped for yeah. cash or you're trying to make a move, you can wear no pants on the beach and meet more people. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like, there's no no shoes, no shirt, no service out there. You could just come as you are. You get all the love you need and vitamin D while you're at it. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Perspective is a heck of a thing, Rennie. Through leg day, I want butt day. Butt day on the beach. Listen, <laughs> if you want an audience, you can easily get one. <laughs> you don't have to stand in between the hallway and the water fountain and block everyone's oh. exit. You could just stand there and yeah. be free and it'll flock to you. Yes. I just watched this really sweet video you made of exercising in public like a subway and laundromat. Yes. I was having a panic attack because you're putting your hands on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) This was like 2012. You know, anytime you post anything on the internet, trolls come. And I'm not talking about the rough treasure trolls. I'm talking about the human variety. Nasty. And even yeah. then, almost 10 years ago, people were like, that's disgusting. You're going to get sick and get a communicable disease. And I was like, no, I'm not. I use hand sanitizer after. Yeah. <laughs> what we started doing at the end of every video is we would have a little scene where I'm like sanitizing my hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but to look back at that now, I'm like, oh. <laughs> No bueno. No bueno at all, man. I'm sorry to yucky or yum, but I'm glad you're on the same page with me. I feel like I'm looking at the rabbit who also sees the UFO. Like, okay, she thinks it's gross too? Cool. (laughs) We're good. I was never sick when I lived in New York City, but I also washed my hands then as people are now. You need to wash your hands in 20 seconds. We haven't all been doing that this whole time. (laughs) That's how I was raised to wash my hands. This is nothing new. Perhaps that's why I'm never sick. I don't know. And you don't put a lot of junk in your body. You're pretty much all around making good decisions. I was just eating a lot of ice cream watching one of your workouts. <laughs> the visuals on that. What kind of ice cream? Okay, so Ben and Jerry have these new non-dairy ice creams, but they leveled up because they are so much sweeter than the dairy ice creams. They're extremely sweet. It's like liquid candy. Mm. But your workout was wonderful. Also, extremely delicious. Sweetest candy. <laughs> I've never heard the workout called Sweetest Candy before, but I'm going to say, you know, back in 2021, Renny Rivas called my workout Sweetest Candy. <laughs> and then she got blocked. <laughs> so sweet, she got type 2. <laughs> yeah, that is so something a gross guy would post on your page. <laughs> That's why I've got the comment moderation on. Some of the things I've seen over the years, I'm like, wow, what made you fix your fingers to type that? That came out. Oh, no. How did you go from, God, I'm so ignorant about exercise. I can't even think of a move. Um, push-ups. No, push-ups is actually kind of sexy. I was trying to think of a workout move that's not sexual at all. And someone's mm. like, damn. <laughs> Depends on your preference. I think they all could be. It comes through <laughs> different ways. Foot mobility. Wow. Ankle foot complex. Oh, oh the ankle guy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You have to hide your feet, Andia. You got to charge. I learned that. that a long time ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is probably beyond real for you. Many, many moons ago. I'm like, oh, this is a thing? I thought that was just Special Victims Unit. <laughs> special Victims Unit. We have a case. Dr. Scholl, can you tell us about your patient? 
Oh, man, that's funny. I'm sorry you've had gross people, and I hope you don't encounter too much awful stuff online because your presence is really growing in different avenues. Yeah, that's why, like I said, I'm trying to find myself a Canadian and or UFO guy. (laughs) Trying to move on up, you know what I mean? What if they can't cook human vittles? You can clean their house, but... We just bring my mom along. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Will you take this woman and her mom? Which means my dad has to come along and the dog definitely has to come along. So when you take the family yeah. unit. Who else is going to do the dishes sometimes if your dad doesn't come? Let the circle be unbroken. Are you primarily focused on VO right now? I know you were interested in hosting too and you posted that cool gig with JB's Move. Yeah. I think when I first got to LA, when we first met, I mm-hmm. was focused on understanding and learning the craft of VO. Because I think what happens is a lot of folks think of VO as an ancillary thing. I'm going to be an actor or a host, and I'll do VO on the <laughs> side for money. But I took yes. the approach of this is its own craft, its own unique needs. And if you don't focus on it fully, you're not going to achieve what you might achieve. I attempted to turn everything else off to give it 100% focus. And then, of course, this past year, I had a really successful year. But part of that's because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to do. My focus was exclusive because this is the only part of the industry that really was continuing Mm. to go as it was prior to if not more in many cases so Mm. and now that I feel like oh okay this is something I'm good at this is something that I can do remotely I feel confident to now explore other avenues I mean when I lived in New York I hosted and it was fun Mm. and I just thought that I needed to give voiceover the respect Mm -hmm. that it needed because it was so new to me so now that I feel like I've found my space within the industry I'm going to go back Mm -hmm. to doing some on-camera things but I don't know of course when the industry opens up and how that looks like creating content. Hey, you and I could do something cool together at some point in the future mm-hmm. when people can be around each other, but I don't know what it is. Uh, yet. Collaboration, aside from burritos, is my favorite. Thing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Instead it. Instead of waiting for someone else to let you have it, you approach things the same way an athlete would approach a sport, but it's also academia. I think you're just really smart in the way you go about everything. I think it's a combo, but I think mm-hmm. you're right on. I mean, I play professional sports, so. I think what helps me is I'm disciplined when it comes to learning something new and then I'm regimented. So, you know, Mm. we get up at this time, we eat these foods because this is going to help our performance. Mm -hmm. Is this part of the problem or part of the solution? That's how I kind of look at things. So me eating sugar before a session, that's not going to be beneficial, so I don't do it. Not because sugar is bad, but because it's not going to be good for Mm -hmm. my performance on the court, on the field, in the race in the booth. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a lot of the emotion out of it because for me, I wasn't an actor before I became an actor. A lot of folks who do VO, they are actors Mm -hmm. who are self-described failed actors or they Uh kind of find something new. And I wasn't an actor. There's no emotional attachment. If I don't get a gig, let's go. What's the next one? Because Mm -hmm. that's how it is in sports. You keep moving. Don't take it personally. So that's Mm -hmm. really helped me out a lot. I don't know how I would have done this if I hadn't been an athlete because I think acting Mm. feels very personal. Probably the same as comedy too, right? Like you're giving of yourself Mm. and then to be not selected feels like a rejection. Is that how it goes? (laughs) I've not come from that world. It's different for me. Yeah. It's the criteria we give to ourselves. So you could say you weren't an actor, but you've always been an actor. It's just the word you use, discipline, regimen. Where are you going to put that? You know, Mm. you are you. You are an amazing actor. Maybe you can take more classes and hone it, but you are this, you are that. With comedy, you have to strip every thought of impressing anybody else. With that comes the title, like, I'm a comedian since when? Oh, I'm a comedian since last year. No, 
since birth, you know, you came mm. out and you were you. Okay. <laughs> but everybody can use your angle there with focusing on the main goal because that's what we lose track of. Like you're saying, this sugar is delicious. This Ben and Jerry's dairy-free ice cream, amazing. <laughs> so good. But it's sugar-free and dairy-free, so you're straight. You're good. No. <laughs> Yeah, you have this great discipline and you're also a good person. There are some fitness people who I think are mean. You don't have that quality. Of- don't I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's all nice as well. Armor <laughs> yeah. people put up in anything you do, fitness, acting, comedy, whatever. You just got to be yourself. But first you need to find out who that person is. I've spent a lot of time alone <laughs> in my life. So I think at this point mm-hmm. and with my experience, I feel like, I know who I am. I know what my preferences are. And uh, Uh it's a lot easier to walk through the world when you know those things. Mm. Take the opportunities given or see what's available. Yeah. And if you're lacking, Mm -hmm. you mentioned this earlier, don't wait for someone to give something to you. You got to be resourceful. I mean, technology is democratized. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have a cell phone, which everyone does, a smartphone, you can make your own content and YouTube is free to post. So there's really no excuse not to be creating if your goal is to be a creator or writing if you're a writer or comedying if you're a comedian. I think Mm -hmm. people just a lot of times need permission or they feel like someone else has given that permission. And the fact is, it's not true. I've made the same mistake in many different careers, waiting for someone to say, okay, now you're ready. When in reality, I guess I should share this. Every year, I think I have like a phrase for myself. It's not something I intentionally do. But when I first moved to LA, my phrase was do the work. Mm. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, I've gone to this class and I've done these auditions. And why haven't I booked a gig? It wasn't even about the gig. It was about, did you do the work? Did you show up on time early? Did you read yeah. your scripts? Did you research the product? Did you look at the pronunciations? Did you do your vocal warm-ups? Did you make sure you Ooh. put money in your meter so you're not focused on that while you're in your audition? <laughs> did you thank yeah. the person who signed you in? Did you put this information in your spreadsheet? You know, Ooh. did you do the work? I focused on that instead of the result, and that's when I noticed things started popping off. And then this year, I guess this past year, my thought is, what is your intention? So now that I know I can do it, now that I know I don't need anyone else's permission, what is the point of all this anyway? Uh This has been such a difficult year for so many people on different levels, and what are we missing most? Being around people, breaking bread with your friends, sharing laughs in person. That's not money. That's not access. That's just human heart energy, face-to-face, looking at someone in the eyes, like, that's what we're all missing, and that's the most basic thing. Yeah, it's been so how do we start down. that? Exactly. So that's my goal this year, because otherwise, what's the point? Just make money and sit on it, or just to buy things and what? <laughs> Unless it's avocado. avocado. Yeah. <laughs> then it becomes guacamole, and that's different. <laughs> my intention for you is to afford enough guacamole and support a small business yeah. taco truck. Listen, <laughs> I have this idea, and maybe yeah. it'll happen, and hopefully when it does happen, you'll come. So I had this vision when the pandemic was really in its full stages, I guess, in the summer, and it was looking like it was never going to end. I thought, mm-hmm. when this is all over, I want to hire my favorite taco truck, El Chato, and I want mm. to have a party. Yeah. Everyone comes, bring something to drink, and we all can just sit and just listen to some tunes and just eat tacos. That's the vision Ooh. I have of a celebratory return to society. And then have the fruit guy come with the mangoes and the chile oh. outside. So this is what I dream about when I think of like, what's the first thing you'll do when the pandemic ends? I'm going to throw a taco taco party. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be an interesting response if you won the Super Bowl. Better than Disneyland. <laughs> I used to work at Disney World, so I'm like, eh, I've already been there. But what uh, I would love to do <laughs> is to have some tacos in the corner of Olympic and 
to La Brea yes. oh at my 3 God. in the morning. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Cinderella's castle ain't got shit on yours anyway. Shoot. I'm going to have a Haciandia, but it's got to have a moat. <laughs> Haciandia. I love it. Haciandia, yes. <laughs> Another dream of mine one day when I get enough bread to pay for all my vittles. Get that bread. <laughs> all right, Andia, I hope you have all kinds of cool new opportunities coming to you and that the fake Andia doesn't get those jobs. I don't want to hear fake Andia anymore telling me how 2020 had moments. I don't think fake Andia is in a union, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting off the cab work. <laughs> this has been fun, Renny. I know this is probably inappropriate to give someone a nickname without them approving it, but like, oh, has anyone ever called it. you R squared? Yes, I have one friend that beats you to it. That wasn't a hopeful pause, so I won't do it. I need this thrill, Andia. It's been so long. Hearing my name, hearing something close to my name, it's exciting, so thank you. I think it's a very <laughs> clever nickname. Henceforth, R squared. <laughs> Can you knight me as Sir R squared? <laughs> the baguette. And after I knight thee with the baguette, we will break this bread and Yum. eat it. And <laughs> spread avocado, and then it'll be avocado toast at brunch. Look how fancy we <laughs> Let them eat this bread. Yes, let them eat bread. Good have talking to you. Hey, listen, you know, make sure you unplug yeah. your hot plate and drink plenty of water. Stuff cool? Cool. Say <laughs> hi to the stars for me. If I could capture an image, I would send it to you. Anything crazy I see. Send me UFOs around 1 a.m. They never yeah. turn out. That's oh. the problem. I'm like, oh, see, no one's going to believe me. Ah. <laughs> My dog believes me. And that's all that matters. Ah. Good. Okay. All right. Take care of yourself. You too, Andia. Good okay. night. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Shiza, Gogurt, and an endangered speckled warbler. Please stay on the line for our next episode with Will Melendez. Mm-hmm.